Hello, gorgeous soul. I'm Diane Bell, and this is the Aim from the Heart podcast, your weekly dose of tips, techniques, strategies, and inspiration to help you live a life beyond your wildest dreams. If you're ready to use the art of intentional manifestation to create more freedom, more joy, more abundance, and more bliss in your life, you are in the right place. Grab a cup of tea, pull up a chair, and let's have some fun. I am so glad you're here today. Let's do this. Hello, gorgeous soul, and welcome to this episode of the Aim from the Heart podcast, in which we're going to be talking about the art of intentional manifestation. And this is what AIM stands for in my world, the art of intentional manifestation, which is a subject that I am just obsessed with. And I wish it was taught at school and I wish everybody understood this because seriously, when you master the art of intentional manifestation, it really is true that you can do, be, and have anything that you truly desire. So in this episode, I want to talk to you about what it means, what it is, and then talk you through a process, a really simple process so that you understand how to start using it in your life today. And if you're already familiar with manifestation, I think you'll still find some ideas in this episode to sort of freshen your perspective and maybe add to it. And also perhaps find some areas that might have been little blind spots for you in your manifestation process. So the first thing really is to talk about what is manifestation. And obviously it's such a buzzword in our society now, which I absolutely love. I am so happy that I feel like manifestation has gone mainstream and everybody's talking about it because it is such a beautiful and incredible thing that for so long people I feel like weren't aware of. And so manifestation is really just our ability to bring into the 3D physical world ideas, things from our imagination, things that we desire that are just thoughts. And it's, so it's taking those thoughts, taking those ideas, taking these things from imagination and making them real. Now, I think there's a little bit of confusion sometimes where people say, okay, so if it's just like I have a thought and then I make it into the real thing, oh, look, I just manifested this job. And the job that you got is through actually through your hard work and hustle and all these kinds of things. Now, not to take away from the absolute joy of getting that job, because that's a wonderful thing. But to me, when we actually manifest something, there's an element of we have created this outcome really through harnessing our energetics, as opposed to just getting a predictable result through taking certain actions in the three-dimensional world. So let me just explain this a little bit deeper. Imagine, for instance, that you right now you're like, oh, my God, I really wish that I could have some chocolate cake today. <laughs> right. It's just a silly example off the top of my head. But you want some chocolate cake. Now, there's one way that you just go, right, I want chocolate cake. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into the kitchen. I'm going to get this recipe and I'm going to bake myself chocolate cake and then I sit down and eat it. And when I take that cake out of the oven, I could sit there and go, I manifested my chocolate cake, right? I wanted chocolate cake. I imagined chocolate cake and now I've got the chocolate cake. But the truth is you didn't really manifest it. You made it, which is perfectly cool, which is also amazing. But I think manifestation is always about this thing of harnessing our inner, our inner energy, harnessing our ability to communicate with the infinite field of everything to create a result through unpredictable means. And it's not to say that we shouldn't take the predictable route if it's available to us, but I think where things get juicy with manifestation is when we apply it to things that seem on the surface impossible for us, where there's no predictable route to making it happen. So in the chocolate cake example, 
actually manifesting the chocolate cake would be, okay, I really want the chocolate cake, but actually I don't have the means to make it. I don't have a kitchen. I don't have the ingredients. I don't have the recipe. So I can't make myself a chocolate cake. But now I just sort of imagine myself eating chocolate cake and I focus on it and I visualize it and I start to feel how wonderful it would be to have some chocolate cake. And I don't know how I'm going to have the chocolate cake. I still don't have like an idea of how it's going to happen exactly. But I just know that it would just be the most delicious, wonderful, amazing thing if I could have some chocolate cake. And then later that day, I think, okay, well, why don't I go to this cafe? Or why don't I go see my friend? And lo and behold, I go to my friend's house and she's like, Diane, I just baked a chocolate cake. And I'm like, oh my God, I just manifested the chocolate cake I've been dreaming of all day, right? Like that would be manifestation. And as I said, I feel like manifestation, the real hallmark of true manifestation is there's an element of, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how I'm going to create this result. And real manifestation is like, once you have actually created the result, you're still like, I know what happened, but I still don't really know how it happened. Like it doesn't really make sense. And when we have a result like that in our life, I think we can easily say that was a manifestation. Like I manifested that. It doesn't make sense, but I manifested it. I had the vision. I knew what I wanted. I held the faith. I got in the vibe of it. I did whatever I had to do. I showed up. It's not like you just sit on the couch and wait for it to fall out of the sky and land on your lap. But I didn't know how really it was going to happen. And then it happened. And I'm looking back and I'm still not really sure how it happened. So I feel like, you know, there's this thing, there's results that we can create in our life that are predictable. And say you want a certain kind of job and it's like, there's a very clear path about how you'll get that job. It's like, well, first you have to do this training. Then you have to do that training. Then you apply there and then you'll get the job. And it's pretty much guaranteed. It's all pretty straightforward. But when you finally get that job at the end of it, and as I said, that would be something to celebrate, but you haven't manifested the job. You have followed a predictable set of actions in order to create the result you wanted, which is wonderful. But that's not manifestation. Intentional manifestation is where we want a job. There's no clear predictable path to getting that job. In fact, it would make no sense if you actually got that job. It just doesn't make sense. But you want it, you get in the vibe of it, you get into the energetic alignment with it, and then it suddenly happens, and it happens in ways you can't really explain. Now, I first sort of learned about manifestation back in the 1990s, and really my entry to it was a book called Creative Visualization by Shakti Gwain. And some of you may be familiar with this book. And I remember reading this book and thinking, well, this is interesting. This idea that if I visualize something and I repeat it to myself enough, that then it would come true. And for whatever reason, I did actually follow what it said. And I applied it to myself writing this screenplay at this time. And the net result was I did something that most people would say is pretty much impossible, which was I sold that screenplay and I sold it to an incredibly reputable producer. Now I would say I manifested that sale. It made no sense. I mean, I was a Scottish yoga teacher living in Barcelona at the time, and yet I sold a script to an incredible Los Angeles producer and made a decent amount of money out of that. So it didn't make sense on the surface at all. It really was through the, the manifestation and through learning certain tools and techniques to make that happen. Over the years, I've been obsessed with this, right? Of like really what this means to manifest things and how to do it. And I've studied it in depth as well as practiced it in my life. And in the last few years, what I've managed to manifest has blown my mind. I'm sitting right now in my house in Spain with a view of the Mediterranean. 
I totally manifested this house. It doesn't make sense. It didn't make sense when I first saw it and it was way beyond our budget. It didn't make sense when all these different things happened that aligned, that allowed us to be here now. And this is manifestation. So my, my desire for everybody on this planet is that they learn this art, that they learn this so that they can create the life that they dream of. So if you're listening to this, this is my dream for you. This is my hope for you. And this is my intention sharing these things is that you take these tools that I share and you actually apply them to your life. Like actually don't just listen to this podcast, but when you get certain instructions, like do this, try this, give it, try it, do it. Now, obviously I call this as an art because there is a science to it. And we will talk about the science of manifestation because I think it's important. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm not sure I really believe in it. And, you know, at this point in time with what we have learned through quantum physics and neuroscience, manifestation is not some flaky new age woo woo idea. It is science. It's scientifically backed. And we will absolutely address that in this podcast because I want you to feel clear and solid in your understanding that this is based on science. This is not sort of flaky, woo-woo, new age nonsense, okay? This is actually scientific, and what you will learn here is all backed by science. That being said, I believe there is an art to manifestation, and it's not just, oh, here's the predictable set of, you do this, you do that, you do this, and then you'll get what you want, right? And I think a lot of people take that approach to it, and, the truth is one size doesn't fit all. There are some underlying principles that will apply to everybody, but also you're going to have to experiment and explore and try things out and then reassess and do it your way and make it your own in order to really master the art of manifestation because I do see it as an art and it's not just like, okay, here's what you do. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, boom, and then you'll get what you want. It doesn't work like that. Now, I also call this the art of intentional manifestation because the truth is we are all manifesting all the time and we don't actually need to learn how to manifest. We are already all professionals at it. We've been doing it all our lives. And some of you might be like, wait a second, I only learned about manifestation two weeks ago, so how is it possible that I've been doing it all my life? Manifesting, as I said, is about creating results in our life by harnessing the energetics. And this is all scientifically backed by quantum physics and neuroscience that we are creating our reality through our vibration and through our beliefs and through our subconscious. And when you start to understand this, you'll realize that whatever your life is at the moment, if you look at how much money is in your bank, you look at your health, you look at your relationships, you look at your weight, you look at your career, you look at all the different things, Whatever you have in your life right now is what you've manifested up until this point. And it's all a reflection of who you have been on the inside until this point. We will talk a lot in this podcast about subconscious reprogramming as it is a huge part of this journey. It's not just what we're consciously thinking that is creating our results. It's our subconscious to a great extent. And when I learned this fact, and if you've been in my world for any amount of time, you'll have heard me say it because I say it all the time. 5% of your brain is conscious and 95% of it is subconscious. I don't know. That blows me away. That will never cease to blow me away. <laughs> like 5%? It's like, what? I mean, you'd think it was 50-50. No, 595. So who do you think is running the show? 
Now, your subconscious brain was basically programmed by the age of ele- by the age of seven. So by the time you were seven years old, your subconscious brain was basically already programmed. And it's that which is running the show and that which is creating the results in your life. You were programmed with a whole bunch of beliefs about how the world works and what your place in the world is. And what you're experiencing is always going to be a reflection of that. But once you know that, it's such an incredibly powerful thing because we can start to change it. And this is the whole point of intentional manifesting. Until you become aware of your power as a creatrix or creator, if you're a guy, of your life, you are basically creating results in your life unconsciously. You are manifesting results constantly in your life, but not necessarily the ones that you want. And I think this is what happens too for a lot of people when they discover the idea of manifestation. They start to practice some of the tools or some of the strategies and they don't get the results that they want and they get frustrated and they think manifestation doesn't work. It's always working all the time. There's no exception to that. And if it's not working, it's because actually you're not in alignment with what you desire, right? That there's some subconscious beliefs, there's something going on below the surface in that 95%. And that's where the manifestation is going to be happening from, not the 5%. So the 5% of your brain is like, I want more money. I'm a money magnet. Money flows to me. And you're like, all like that. But if your subconscious belief is still that, rich people are greedy, that having more money means having more problems, that having more money means that you're a shallow person, that having more money means that everyone would want money from you. If you still have those underneath the surface, that's always going to stop you from having more money in your life. And it doesn't matter how much you chant, you know, I'm a money magnet, it's not going to work. So intentional manifesting is the process of really learning how to manifest what we want deliberately, consciously. And it's completely different because most people are living their lives, they're manifesting things left, right, and center that they don't want. And they're like, why is this happening to me? Right? And we, they look at other people and they're like, oh, that person's so lucky and I'm not lucky or I am lucky and they're not lucky. And let me tell you, luck has got nothing to do with it. It's manifesting and it's manifesting according to who you're being. And once we understand this, we can actually start to harness it. And isn't that an incredible thought? So I want to walk you through a very simplified five-step process for manifesting what you want through the art of intentional manifestation. And this is just the most simple broken down. Now, obviously, we can get much more detailed. It's like anything, right? Uh, When we talk about an art, this is the most simple version of it. And if I was going to give you a one step, I would say this. In order to manifest what you desire, feel good. Let yourself feel good now, okay? And we'll get more and more into why that is the number one key to manifesting everything. But in a nutshell, if you desire to manifest good things in your life, let yourself feel good now. Focus on feeling good now. Basically, manifestation is you are attracting to you at any given time the things that match the frequency that you are. And when we get into quantum physics and look at it, right, everything is energy. We are living in an energetic universe. It's not even when we break down, like, who are you as a person? And we go your cells and we go your atoms and the subatomic particles. We go subatomic particles. What are they made of? They're not made of energy. They are energy. You are energy. And everything is energy. And everything is, has a frequency. 
And so if you are at a higher frequency, you're attracting things of a higher frequency. And if you're of a lower frequency, you're attracting things of a lower frequency. This is the most simple way I could say to you, if you want one tip on how to manifest great things in your life, allow yourself to feel good. Focus on feeling good. Not later, not when you get the great thing, but right now. Now let's take it into a five-step process though. So that's the one-step process. That's the one-step version. Just feel good, okay? But let's do the five-step process. Here it is. First thing, number one, to manifest anything you desire, you have to know what you really want. And this is so important because so many of us are actually pretty out of touch with what we really want. We want what we've been told to want. We want what society says we should want. We want what we think we can have, not what we truly want. We don't give ourselves permission to dream after a certain point because we're afraid that wanting things will make us feel disappointed because we can't have them. So we put up these little blocks between us even claiming or owning what it is that we want. So the first phase of intentional manifestation is to get radically honest with ourselves about what we truly want. Now, I'll be honest, you'll hear me many times saying, you can be, do, and have anything you truly desire through the art of intentional manifestation. And I stand by that. I'm 100%, that's the truth. But please notice I'm saying that you truly desire. You cannot manifest anything. That's not how it works. You can only manifest those things that are really meant for you on a deep soul level. And this is the part of it that's from the heart. Aim from the heart. When it comes from your heart and it is like a true heart's desire, that thing is meant for you. And so the first step of any manifestation has to be to attune ourselves to our true heart's desires. And I believe our hearts are like treasure boxes with little treasure maps for us. And when we open that box and really own our desires, like, what do you want? What do you really want in this life? What lights you up? What gives you the full body tingles? What just makes you feel so excited? Like if I could have that, oh my gosh, that makes me feel giddy. And I think your body is one of your biggest teachers in this because it's not like what we think we want, but what really genuinely excites us, what lights us up from the inside, that is what you can manifest. That is what is meant for you. So know what you want and be very honest about it. And if you're out of practice with actually owning your desires, you might listen to this and you might be like, I don't really know what I want. Start paying attention to when your soul feels alive. Like what excites you? And it might be things that shock you. I mean, maybe for instance, you know, you're walking along and you see somebody drive by in a Ferrari and suddenly you're like, oh my God, like that car is beautiful. And you've always thought like, I'm, I'm the kind of person who hates Ferraris. I really think they're awful. Like what a waste of money. Who would buy that? But actually the truth is it kind of excites me. It kind of makes me feel a little tingly inside, right? And just own that, own it. Stop judging your desires and instead start honoring them. Start seeing that your desires are your sacred portal to living your dream life. And honestly, you know, when we get into the whole thing of desires and what we're going to manifest, just don't judge it. Because I know that your desires are there for a reason and that you going after them will expand you and help you grow in ways that you cannot imagine. It's not really about the thing that you get. It's who you become on the path. So 
own any of the desires. Do not judge them. We don't be like, oh, that's really shallow of me to want that. So I shouldn't want that. I don't want that. I'm going to pretend that I don't want that. Whatever it is that really lights you up, that's what you want to manifest. Okay. So step one, know what you truly want. Now, once you know what you want, you're like, what I really want is I want to live in that house. I want to be able to go on these kinds of vacations. I want to have a job that has this kind of impact. I want to, you know, like make your list, make your wish list. It doesn't have to be just one thing. You can write a whole bunch of things. Once you know what you want though, what you immediately want to ask yourself is why do I think I couldn't have those things? And this is step two. We want to identify your limiting beliefs around what you desire. And so say you said, what I really want is to have a best-selling novel. You go, why could I not have that? Why would that be impossible for me? Why is that just something that could never happen? And start writing down every reason that comes to you. Well, I've never done it before. Nobody in my family has ever done anything like this. I'm not talented enough. I'm not focused enough. I'm not disciplined enough. I'm probably too old to do that. Like write down absolutely everything that comes to you as to why you cannot have what it is that you desire. Once you can see those things, and that's that thing of just dragging it out, and it's so important to do this and to do it thoroughly, like just bring it all up. (laughs) Don't leave anything. If we leave it in there, it's like we're leaving the dirt underneath the rug and the universe knows, right? The universe is responding to the dirt under the rug, not like our superficial clean. So what we want to do now is like be clear about why we think we can't have it. And we'll call these your limiting beliefs. And now we want to eliminate them right? Because the truth is those limiting beliefs are just beliefs. They're not facts. They're not truths written in the sky. Like God did not decree that you cannot be a best-selling novelist because you are over the age of 50, right? This is not true. Or that you're not talented enough, right? It's not true. These are beliefs. Now, something that really set me free was coming to understand that A belief is not a truth or a fact. It's merely a thought that you have had over and over again. They're just thoughts. So none of them are actually the, you know, the quote unquote objective truth. So as you look through your list of reasons that you cannot have what you truly want, I want you to ask yourself, is that ultimately true? Is it ultimately true? And you're going to find out not a single one is ultimately true. Never. And if you come up with something that you're like, no, this is the ultimate truth. I'm going to tell you it's, it's not. You can reach out to me. I'll be like, friend, it's not the ultimate truth. And this goes back into, as I said, we're aiming from the heart. If you had this thing like, oh, my true desire is to be, you know, a high level basketball player, but I'm already this age and I'm, you know, I'm not very tall or whatever. I would say it's not your true heart's desire. It's not your true heart's desire. And you're like, well, it is impossible for me. (laughs) It's not your true heart's desire. Everything that you truly desire, there's a way, there's a path. It's meant for you. And so once we know what the limiting beliefs are, we're going to eliminate them. And we just eliminate them by realizing that they are not true. And after you realize they're not true, you're going to flip it and say, what would be a better thing for me to believe? What would be a belief that would support me or serve me? So instead of saying, well, I can't be a best-selling novelist because I'm not disciplined enough, right? And I'm going to say to myself, 
I can be a best-selling novelist because I am disciplined enough. I'm learning to be more disciplined every day. I'm becoming more disciplined every day. I'm more than disciplined enough to meet this goal. And so it's just flipping them around and changing them into beliefs that actually support you. Now, as we go on in this, I'm about to go into the third step of this process. But I want to be clear that in a way, these are not like linear steps where now I've done this and now I move to that and now I've done that and I can move to that. In a way, you're going to keep working them concurrently because what you will find with limiting beliefs is it's not just a simple matter of like, now I see it, now I get rid of it. (laughs) Many of them are rooted very deeply. And I think of them as being like the weeds in our in our minds and our bodies and our consciousness they're like weeds and they have very deep roots and if you're a gardener you'll know you can find the weed and you can you know yank it out but unless you get the deep roots out it's going to grow back and these limiting beliefs a lot of them will have been in you for a long time and they're not going to be eradicated just by like one quick weeding session where you say oh isn't it interesting that I have this limiting belief that I couldn't be a best-selling novelist because I'm over the age of 50. And then you go, wait a second. Okay, I'm just getting rid of that because that's not ultimately true. But the belief is still there. It's still deeply planted in your subconscious. And so it's not just like, okay, now we've identified them and we've made new beliefs. Now it's over and I guess, you know, forget about that. You're going to have to keep doing that work. Keep coming back, reaffirming, working with affirmations. And we'll talk more about that in other sessions. But let's keep this simple today. So after you have identified and eradicated your limiting beliefs, the third step is you need to get in the frequency of what it is that you desire. And as I said at the beginning, if there's one step to manifestation, this is it. Basically, everything that we want has a frequency. It has an energetic frequency. And in order for you to attract that thing to you, you have to be at a matching frequency. This is a little bit like if you want to listen to jazz, you've got to tune in to the jazz radio station, which is 97.8. But if you go to 98.1, you're on the heavy metal station, right? And you're going to be listening to heavy metal. You have to get on the frequency of what you want in order to draw it to you. So how do we get on the frequency of what we want? It's quite simple. And I'm going to give you a really simple trick for this right now. Imagine that what you want has come true. You have it. It's yours. It's your reality. Take a moment with this and actually just close your eyes, if it's safe to do so, and really let yourself just imagine, like, I've done it. I've done it. It's done. It's done. Whatever it is. I'm in the beautiful relationship. I have the amazing body. I've just got the massive bank account, right? I've like, I've got the check. I've done it, right? I've done it. My book is number one on the bestseller list. Whatever it is for you, imagine it's done. Now feel how it feels. Let yourself really feel the feeling of it being done. Feel the joy, feel the ease, feel the abundance, feel the bliss, feel the security, feel the peace, Feel whatever it is that is the feeling of that being done. That feeling, my friend, is your key because that's the frequency. That's the frequency of what you desire. So if we're walking around desiring a million dollars in our bank, but we're always feeling frustrated and annoyed and like there's never enough, we're at the frequency of frustrated and annoyed and it's never enough. And guess what we are attracting to us? We are not attracting the million dollars, right? So we have to get in the frequency of what it is we desire. And that is like 
honestly the biggest and most important part of this because if you can get in the frequency and that means if you want more abundance in your life, you've got to feel abundant now. If you want more love in your life, you've got to feel more loving and loved and lovable now. If you want more ease in your life, more flow, more time, you've got to feel it now. You can't wait until you get the thing to feel the feelings. You've got to feel the feelings of it being done now. And that is definitely the number one most important step in this process. So get in the frequency of it already being done and it will start to draw it to you. Now, the fourth thing is though, take aligned action. And I include this because I think there's such a massive misconception amongst people that if we quite simply visualize what we want and we we clear out our limiting beliefs and we get in the vibe and we stay high vibe all the time and we're like, oh, this thing should just drop out of the heavens to us and we didn't do anything to get it, it just comes to us. And this would be a massive mistake. We are living in a 3D reality and we are co-creating with the universe. We are not the sole creators, but the universe isn't the sole creator either. So handing the reins over 100% to the universe is not going to cut it either. It's really finding this balance of co-creating. So aligned action. Now this isn't about hustling and forcing and trying to control the results. Like we said, that would be sort of predictable. That would be that path of, I know I want this to happen. So now I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and I will force it to happen. Right. But what we're doing is going, okay, I know what I want. I'm not really sure exactly how I'm going to do it. I'm clearing out my limiting beliefs. I'm trusting that it's possible for me. I'm getting in the frequency of already being done. I'm doing all these things. And now universe, show me the next step. Give me the next step. Give me guidance. And you can actually just like in the morning, ask the universe, what is my next step? What is the thing that I should do? And the universe will give you nudges. You will get little nudges that are like, you know, go to that cafe, sign up for that course, buy that book, call that person, write that email, do it, right? And these are the aligned actions that will actually create the result. Every time that I have manifested something absolutely incredible and crazy and impossible in my life, it hasn't happened by me just sitting on the couch, right? I've always had to take action that felt scary to me. I've always had to put myself out there. I've had to stretch myself. I've had to do things that felt wildly uncomfortable. And I've done it because I just felt, oh no, I know this is the next step. It might not make sense, but I just feel it in my heart, this is the next step. And so I take it. And that's absolutely key because if you don't take the steps, the universe cannot deliver to you what you want. You have to take the steps. So ask for guidance, trust the downloads that come to you, trust the intuitions, take the next step, even if it makes no sense to you, especially if it makes no sense to you. Now, the next thing, the fifth step in this very simple process to manifest anything you desire is open yourself to receiving. And this is such a big one because I think for so many people, and I've worked with so many clients one-to-one and been, you know, leading so many groups and worked with so many people on this. I think this is actually one of the hardest steps for most people. And the one that most people, they'll block their manifestation at this point. I think for a lot of people, it's not that difficult actually to manifest what they desire. The difficulty is in receiving it when it comes. So often on this journey, we become the person who desires a certain result and that becomes our identity, but we don't become the person who actually already has it, who receives it. 
And we're so conditioned to strive and go after things and take action, but we're not very good, most of us, at just opening our arms and receiving it and letting it come in. When we actually get to this stage of the process and we've done all the things and now our manifestation is coming true, many of us will hit the self-sabotage button at this point. We'll hit the brakes in some way. We might even manifest an illness or some sort of family drama or something that will derail us from actually receiving. And receiving requires for us to feel worthy of receiving whatever it is that we want, requires us to feel safe to receive whatever we want, and requires us to just lean back and open ourselves and be grateful for it. But many of us, when we get to this point, we are suddenly like, oh my gosh, like it's actually coming true. And maybe it's too much. Maybe I can't handle that. Maybe it's not going to be safe for me. Maybe I'm not that kind of person. I mean, this is what happens and it it stops us from receiving it. I am 90% sure, 99% sure that everybody listening to this will know what I'm talking about, that you have had some opportunity in the past, some moment where things were really coming together and somehow or another, you hit the self-sabotage, you didn't return the phone call, or you didn't submit the thing like somebody had said, oh, just submit your thing to me on this, and you never did it, you didn't follow through. I guarantee you've done this at some point, that things were starting to happen, and for whatever reason, you backed down. And I just want to say, you're human, it's totally okay. In other episodes, we're really going to go deep into how to manage that, and how to make sure that we don't do that. But I want to be clear today that the fifth part of the process of manifesting your dreams is to be a good receiver and to receive them, to allow them to come into your life and not to fight them and not to sabotage them and not to bail at the last moment on them. So that's a simple little five-step process. Number one, know what you want. Number two, identify and eradicate your limiting beliefs. Number three, get in the frequency of it already being done. Number four, take aligned action. And number five, receive your dreams. So that's just a very simple process. I am currently writing a book that's a lot more detailed. I can't wait to share it. It is called Aim from the Heart. And I also have a very in-depth program, the AIM Academy, in which it's a 10-week program where you are guided deeply into mastering the art of intentional manifestation. It's a whole other level of taking it and taking it in depth, but it is very practical. It's not a program that is about theory. It's absolutely guiding you through a lot of um, practices to actually embody the techniques and integrate them into your life so that they become your habit way of being. So it really becomes just who you are, a magical manifester. So I hope this has been helpful for you today. If it has, I would love to hear from you. I'm so excited to be sharing this podcast. This has been a little longer than most of them will be because I wanted to cover this and have in the podcast an episode where I could say, hey, if you want an introduction to manifesting, go to this episode. This is that episode. I hope it's been helpful. Let me know. Please reach out to me. You'll find me on Instagram at at aimfromtheheart1 and Take a snapshot of this. Tell me your thoughts, your biggest takeaways, your biggest ahas. I would love to hear from you. Go and manifest your dreams, friend. Whatever it is that you desire, it's time for you to own it, claim it, and make it your reality. I love you so much, and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. If you enjoyed it, could you do me a favor? 
please leave it a little review wherever you're listening to it or screenshot it and share it on your social media and tag me so I can see it. I would be so appreciative. Thanks so much. I love you and I'll see you soon.